0: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Health Talk. I am your host, Dr. Neeru Prasad, with my background in pediatrics and emergency medicine, affiliated with Henry Ford Health System, St. Joe, Oakland, and Burma. The theme of our health talk today is, uh, is adult mental health. Joining us today as of my guest speaker is Dr. Nabila Khan, and she's doing her residency at the Providence Hospital and she's going to highlight our viewers about what are the issues that we face with our health, mental health issues. Mm-hmm. We are talking about mostly adults. That includes men and women. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, Nabila, and uh, welcome to my show. Thank you, Dr. Prasad, for having me. It's such an honor to be here. Yeah. And also, can you give your introduction to our viewers?
1: Yeah, I'm a first year family medicine resident. I'm doing my residency through Ascension Providence at Southfield. I did my medical school through Michigan state's college of osteopathic medicine so i'm also a do doctor as well
0: so that's very good you know and i know you since you were in the school era (laughs) then you went to college and then you now you graduated so proud to have you here so so tell us about the what are the general you know you you go through those uh I think your rotation is mental health right yeah so please please tell our viewers so what are the issues that you are seeing what kind of issues you see there during
1: your residency your your residency i think the covid19 pandemic really placed a spotlight on what mental health is and you know Uh bringing awareness of what men health encompasses, um, and especially being a family medicine doctor, we see patients of all ages, right. of all chronic health problems, mental health included, mm-hmm. so I think it's always important to kind of focus on what mental health actually is and, you know, the components okay. of it, and I think it yeah. encompasses a lot of just how we are in terms of, you can have a diagnosis of anxiety or depression, right. but there are also things like your physical health that can affect your mental health as well, things that we talk about a lot of stress, you um, know, That is number one, isn't it? Number one, yeah. (laughs) And exactly. I think, um, you know, the COVID pandemic, when we were isolated and we couldn't really go out and see our friends and family, really brought to light, you know, how is the mental health of especially adults here in America that we don't talk about as much. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, Nabila, I just
0: got done. I did a series of my video production about children's mental Mm health. I did a lot of research on this issue and I I found out. Out. my conclusion is that since the ch- a child is 3 4 years old right their their, their brain develops but mm. and and not enough to to grab everything right. so they are anxious and they yeah. are but now we are talking about the adult mm-hmm. male and the female yeah. now they are all you know s- s- Adults and they have in the independent, they have to support right. their family. So, what is the incidence? Do you see this more in the Men or women, or that it is equal?
1: Yeah, I think that's a really great question. We have screenings in place. Mm-hmm. There's one called a PHQ-2 or a PHQ-9, okay. and it gives we give questionnaires to our patients asking about sleep habits, stress, mm-hmm. stress, um, and those kind of things. In my practice, personally, I've seen a good equal amount between okay. uh, males and females in terms mm-hmm. of mental health stress. Um, the diagnoses can kind of vary, but I think it's equal across it the board. It is equally, yeah.
0: I did some research on this since you were coming to my show. Mm -hmm. And they are saying that basically it is equal, Mm -hmm. men and women. But women get more emotionally labile.
1: Yeah, Yeah. and I think sometimes it's hard for... you know, sometimes we see a trend of female patients tending to be a little bit more open and right, uh, yeah. more conversational about these topics. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a little bit harder to approach with the males. But I think once you can establish rapport with them, they're more open to discussing. More.
0: So now you, you are working in the, your office mm-hmm. you know, with the, with this patient. So initially, when somebody goes to your office, what is the first thing you do? I mean, you will do a general physical examination
1: and all that? Yeah, so I think if someone's coming in... Uh, for you know specific mental health yeah yeah, concerns then the best thing to know is to get to know them and talk to them a little bit more you know what are their concerns what are their symptoms that they might be having what are stressors in life especially you know with every population around um, there's a lot of social determinants of health that can impact mental health as well and so getting just a better background for the patient before I go into a physical
0: and also now before you get started you will have a uh, internal medicine or somebody's evaluation. Make sure they don't have like a diabetes, high blood pressure, a yep. thyroid. I yeah, we have right. all those records so, through our office as well. Okay. Yeah, and including the immunizations and all. Yeah, that?
1: exactly. <laughs> yep. We try to get as much information on our our patients. You know, medical history, surgical. What are all yeah. the factors that are contributing right. um, for the patient?
0: And after that, then I spend a lot of time talking to them because yeah. that is. A big issue isn't it for them yeah they just want to open up to somebody yes yes
1: and I think it's important that we allow that the patients the time and the space to do so. Unfortunately, I think in medicine we, you know, 20 minute appointments and 15 and so we might seem a little bit rushed. But here, yeah. yeah. But sometimes it's important to just make sure you know. Because I remember
0: Nabila from my past experience, you know, working in different urgent care centers. Mm -hmm. I mean, I see them for anxiety, but I don't have enough time talking to them. Because the next patient is waiting in the other room. So basically to evaluate somebody around the for the mental health. Mm-hmm. You need more time, right?
1: Yeah, I yeah. think time, but also maybe goal setting. I think especially with mental health, there are so many components to it that try to address one or two, that and is, then right. make sure that the patient has an appropriate follow-up time too. You know, yeah. come back, with, let's check in. How is your mental health? Is it better? Is it the same? Right. What are some things we've changed, and what we can we do? So I like to see my patients back in about three to four weeks.
0: Three to four weeks, mm-hmm. you follow them up. <laughs> And, and then evaluate the home situation. Very important, especially right. for the for the women's mental health. You know, yeah. how is their personal life? How is their family life with the husband, with the children, and all that. Same yeah. thing with the men. Yes. You,
1: Talk about their jobs and all those? Yeah, I think for both I try to ask the same questions across the board. You know, work, mm-hmm. is it school, children, family, you know, how are yeah. what are people dealing with in their life that could be leading to this? Or even like we talked about medical history.
0: Right. Of course, of course. That's very important to Yeah. And you know, this COVID era yeah. that has spread that has a lot to do with the yeah. whole thing, with the children's atoms even the
1: senior citizens yeah, huge yeah, yeah. impact
0: because they because they are alone
1: at home yeah.
0: lonely due to the covid nobody comes to see them yeah. so they are depressed right
1: yeah definitely we see it in our older populations as well you know and it can show up as things that people necessarily might not recognize um, right, like yeah. just like sleep disturbances people just think oh i mm-hmm. can't fall asleep but there could be more to it underlying right
0: so after we have after you have established the diagnosis, of course, you will do those DST evaluation mm-hmm. tests, right? Mm-hmm. And that tells you who stands where, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. So then once once you have done with them, then what is the future? What What is the next, next procedure from
1: for you to do for yeah so sometimes establishing a diagnosis can come in a couple visits you know figuring out more but like i said i think especially with initially talking to a patient it's kind of what our goals that they want to have if it's stress or anxiety right, or yeah. depression. What are some things that we can work on um, before their next follow-up? So, if, so if some patients they're more open to doing um, what we call mindfulness. So, kind yeah. of being, oh, that was my next yeah question, the <laughs> mindfulness. Yeah, lost so many. Yeah, articles. it's yeah. gotten really big because again, um, kind of shedding a light what mindfulness means in terms of just being aware of your situation and yourself. Yeah. Um, so we have some patients that we like to give some tips. On how to practice mindfulness, right. and how to start. Other patients, you know, maybe more comfortable with starting a medication at this point, right. if that's okay with. We also give referrals for behavioral health specialists right. if they need to see somebody in therapy. We try to be as supportive of our patients of where they want to go for their goals.
0: Right. So basically, you know most important thing from my clinical experience the personal and mindfulness yeah. means more like you know meditation and all those yeah that helps a lot doesn't it yeah i think
1: mindfulness can you comment on that yeah definitely yeah. so we talk about it a lot obviously i know medical schools are starting to incorporate it a little bit is, more is that so yeah much? that was my first exposure to mindfulness was in medical school we oh. had a small course in it mm-hmm. um, and that was really helpful to understand yeah. you know what is mindfulness and everybody says you know it's meditation but it can be it can so be more. many more things <laughs> yeah um, I know. and we talk about it in residency as well and you know yeah. talking to our patients about about it and simple things just like noticing your breathing Um, You know, breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth, you know, doing counting. That can be mindfulness. We talk about certain things of just, you know, being present, you know, just sitting and being really aware of your surroundings. Mm. Um, A lot of people, you know, Michigan's weather is great right now. Um, (laughs) So just taking taking the time to, you know, be outside, be Be outside outside. of your space from work or Mm -hmm. if you're at home all the time, is there somewhere else you can kind of be? So really focusing on being present. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's another component of kind of emotional awareness. Emotional. That is very important, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah, so obviously practice with everything. (laughs) Um, But, you know, just saying, you know, I'm upset right now. And you might not have to analyze it or, you Mm -hmm. know, what's going on. But just kind of being present with yourself if you're upset Mm -hmm. or you're sad. And just being okay with it. You know, I think we're always taught to fix emotions. Of course. We are always Um, always. but sometimes you just have to say you know what i'm sad right now and it will pass but just being more you know mindful and aware of the mm-hmm. things you're going through
0: but you know from my own personal experience and talking to with my clinical practice all these years i have noticed the most significant factor yeah mind, mindfulness is that you remove the clutters from your brain yeah get rid of all the negative thoughts yeah. and and think positive yeah
1: i th- yeah. i think a lot especially you know my generation and younger we have yeah. access to so much all the time i mean <laughs> if i'm on my computer i'm on my phone the tv right, is on yeah. you know and sometimes that you know multitasking can be okay but then i feel like it can add to the stress because you I, feel like ex- you need exactly, to do so yeah. much and so exactly like you said kind of focusing get rid on of one of the thing the po- the
0: negative thoughts yeah. get rid of them think positive you mm-hmm. know and that's what my next uh, podcast is going to be about graduating seniors yeah. you know think positive so what i uh, wanted to ask you what is your opinion and your advice about how much social platform there should be involved in? how much of uh, how yeah. much of computer and texting do you advise for for us. people like yeah the adults
1: i think that's difficult because now <laughs> you know especially so much with work can become virtual so if you're in front of a computer I all day know, or you're yeah. working from home but i think the biggest thing is you know if it's for work it's required but the important thing is to take breaks from it Break. you yeah. know 20 20 20 rule you know you take a 20 minute break do something else for 20 minutes look away from your phone your tablet your computer for 20 minutes um i think limiting before you go to sleep is the biggest factor that I see especially right. for adults. we have been to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm jumping ahead for you. <laughs> no, 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 go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Just, you know, I always say like a bedtime routine, an hour or mm. 30 minutes before. It's so easy to lay in bed and scroll right. through your phone, look on Instagram, Twitter. Right. But you know, really having a set time, an hour, at least 30 minutes before to put your phone down, you know, do whatever it is you need to do before bed to kind of prepare yourself mentally to go to yourself. sleep.
0: So for our viewers to know, that if most of the people are virtual, they work on the computers, but mm-hmm. they still, according to Dr. Khan, they should take a break mm-hmm. like every two, three hours take a break, relax, do something else, get, yeah get, get a snack, drink your, some yeah, water, yeah, snack, you know do something else yeah so that's so so this this is a, this is the good way to to keep your mentally happy. Mm-hmm. So now, let us talk about the night time. Right. I have lot of problem falling asleep. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you tell me, what should I do? What should I do? Uh, I, I w- go to bed 11, 12, something like that, eleven thirty. You know, yeah. most of the time, I'm stressed out because I'm writing for a journal article. Right. I'm writing for a book and yeah. this and that. So... I go and then wake up at three, four o'clock again. Yeah. So
1: advise me what I, should, what I should be doing. I could give you some suggestions. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I think I see this a lot, especially, you know, as a physician, you're doing yeah. a lot, you're right. doing yeah. a lot of things. Plus the family at Yeah, home. exactly. And I think a lot of people have similar mm-hmm. issues of, I just have too much to do and I can't relax at night. So kind of what I touched on a little bit earlier, you know, setting a bedtime routine. If you know you're going to go to bed at 11, you know, maybe Around ten o'clock, ten thirty, start to shut your devices off. You know, uh, put it on. on do not disturb on quiet. Okay. Um, I'm a personal fan of you know having a bedtime routine in terms of I like to do my skincare at that time. Okay. Take a shower. Take care of yourself. Yeah. But take I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but okay. I think um, you know that mindfulness part can play into right before bed as well. You know, doing something yeah, so if it's meditation, meditation, if it's yoga, yeah. something to really focus on just for you and for yourself, so that you can kind of, like we talked about, getting rid of the clutter that we kind of run around in our head all Mm -hmm. the time. Um, So like I mentioned before, I'm a big fan of doing um, breathing and, you know, noticing your breath. Breathing is a good exercise. Yeah, so sometimes I like to lay in bed and just, you know, feel, you know, doing big belly breaths, count in for four, hold for one, and then release for four. Um, So exactly, that can look different for you, what you like to do for yourself and for mindfulness, but Again, just having a good routine might help with the sleep. Definitely. And also eat eat some candies. Yeah.
0: Sweet chocolate. <laughs> a, a tea, a dark chocolate. I, definitely. Do that. I keep the dark chocolate yeah. because that perks up my mood, you know, when yeah. I have
1: the dark chocolate I think has some caffeine in it though. Yeah. So Does it? Yes. Oh my god. So maybe so that I might be why. just <laughs> a milk chocolate or something else a milk little. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so then I wake up in the morning, I feel better, you know, because my mind is fresh. Yeah. Fresh in the morning. Yeah. So basically, like, relax before the bedtime half an hour. Yeah.
1: Try not to look at a screen. I always recommend, you know, reading a book or, you know, doing something else, flipping through a magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, or again, that just that Yeah, just that mindfulness component. What is something that you can set across to do for yourself at least for 10 <laughs> to 15 minutes? I feel like we really forget about just focusing on what am I doing for myself. Right.
0: Focus on yourself. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, if I'm stressed out, sometimes I like to, not for nighttime, but during the daytime, things yeah. are, I like to go to the mall. Yeah. Look at the yeah. nice. <laughs> <laughs> Take a walk around. <laughs> walk around, Some walk around in Look. the mall. Yeah. Just looking at the things, you know, just a window shopping perks yeah. up
1: your mood. Have you noticed that? Yeah, definitely. I, you know, with work being so busy sometimes, I like you to make sure. To yeah, for lunch, I always, you know, convince my co-residents to sit <laughs> outside, you a know, flight, just yeah. really break up kind of the monotony of the day. Yeah, and yeah. again, like, you know, eating too. I see we're always, I'm, me too, I'm guilty of this, yeah. of scrolling on my phone and looking through things while eating, so just making sure that you know you're eating, and maybe you're focusing on what you're eating too, can be a component of right. mindfulness. And then
0: also, I, I emphasize on sweet dream.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I'm dreaming that I'm up there, you know, getting some, uh, mm-hmm. some, you know. Awards and things like that. Right. With that I get them or not, but it makes me feel happy.
1: Yeah. Sweet dreams. Sweet dreams. I like that. <laughs> I think that is something also people will do mm-hmm. um manifestations or they'll have a something they'll say to themselves that's positive, like, I'm gonna win awards or right. I'm gonna yeah. do something. Strong motivation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That you can kinda say to yourself or mm-hmm. in, in your head to keep, you know, some yeah. positive um thoughts coming. So
0: in. one time, you know the I write for the Academy of Pediatrics, mm-hmm. Oakland, and all those Oakland Society Medicals. I was asked to write about passion and motivation. Mm. So I thought, how am I going to write? Would you believe when I went through the literature, so many things have been written yeah. about what are your passion? what drives you to your motivation. And that is stuck in my mind. Like, what passion we have. Mm -hmm. This is for everybody, adult children, adult senior citizen, everybody, what passions you have. You have some passion. Like you want to help others, you do want to do volunteering. Right. And then the passion drives you to motivation. Mm. How you want to motivate yourself. Yeah. And the motivation will take you to the right path, mm-hmm. action. So those three things stuck in my mind. Yeah. I didn't know that so many people have written about all this. Yeah, no. But that the yeah, bottom line is
1: passion, motivation, and action. Yeah, and I think we kind of get lost of, you know. Um and an example as physicians, like why did we become doctors? Right, and yeah, what yeah. was our motivation behind it? And kinda of coming back to that I right, think yes. reminds us of, you know, why so are the jobs why, that we're doing? You know, why did we decide yeah, to yeah, take yes. certain paths or do school and mm-hmm. exactly like you said, what was my passion and motivation and yeah. kind of being aware How of that? Are, right. yeah.
0: So so those are the things You know, that is stuck in my mind since I was very young, you Mm -hmm. know. Even before I went to the medical school. I want to help community, I want to volunteer, I want to help and that's what that's what led me to where I
1: am right yeah. now. Yeah, and that's big because another thing that a word that was talked about a lot or still is is burnout. It's a burnout um, and I think right. that burnout has been from a lot of losing that passion and that motivation for right. what it is yeah, people yeah. are doing or mm-hmm. you know why we're working as hard as we are or you know the day-to-day things that yeah. we do.
0: And so. never get depressed, never get disappointed if something is not right try for better next time you will get it so yeah. now let us talk about the the what are the Is the resources? Yeah. So
1: yeah, a couple of minutes we can spend on the resources. Definitely. So obviously, being a physician, I think your doctor is a. Okay. Okay. On the screen. Yeah. So you know, your doctor is a big resource to begin (laughs) with. Um, As a primary care physician, Mm -hmm. I always encourage my my patients to come in for any issues that they might have. Again, if it's sleep, if it's anxiety, if it's you know just general unwell being, your doctor is the best place to start. Um, Because even if it's not something That we can attribute to a specific you know say health condition it could be something more mental related Um, and doctors are great for resources in terms of referrals if you need therapy Mm -hmm. referrals if you need you know someone to talk to and even resources resources are great in this country We have patients, you know, it might be housing, it might be food access. Those are all things that, you know, people can be dealing with that lead to stress. And so um, hopefully physicians can have, you know, some ideas or resources that patients can reach out to. Um, But again, with our phones being such great accessible (laughs) um, devices, Mm -hmm. there are a couple apps now that have come up um, that I think are really good, especially in the mindfulness setting of things. Mm -hmm. Um, So one of them is called Calm app, it has, you know some things that you can go through to listen to that talk about anxiety or stress mm-hmm. to kind of help yeah. someone be present. Um, so that's one that I really like. So you know just kind of looking online for resources as well. A lot of uh, things that I've seen are um, the helpline numbers as well for suicide prevention, right. which help is line. also available. Helpline
0: is very important. Yeah. So having so many resources, we
1: are so lucky in yeah. this country, right? I think it's just having Everything. people be aware of it. Yeah, because they're right. there but you know people just might not know we, about it just we don't know
0: yeah. so resources uh, is for, uh, for our viewers who are watching this show it's very important to go through the resources mm-hmm. and they are all over Yeah. yeah download the app whatever right. you want to do talking about the music you know it works very well with the kids
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think adults too, I think, yeah, yeah. I think people, you know, when we talk about that passion motivation, you know, if there was a hobby they had with music for themselves, or, you know, just even during the day, I personally really like to cook, and so I always play music in the background, Um, I I think it just enhances my (laughs) mood, you know, just makes me kind of feel a little bit better of, you know, maybe the things I'm listening to kind of in the background.
0: That's very, yeah, that's very important about the... But you said, you know, there are so many apps available now it is. So we don't want anybody to be depressed be home for the men and women both mental health is very very important because first of all they have to take care of themselves before they take care of the family right
1: yeah I think you know focusing on yourself is the biggest thing and it's difficult to do right because you're dealing maybe with work and school and a family and people who depend on you but like I said just coming back to focusing on something that you can do for yourself right um you know some things you know you can be stressed and you know we can work on you know, especially with your doctor, or your therapist, whoever, as a team, some things do require medication, and that's okay too. You yeah, know, that's true. We yeah. never, there's no stigma around mm-hmm. medications or you know what you need because the best thing is your health. And again, mm-hmm. your mental health and your physical health are very intertwined very and connected. Intertwined. And so, it's important just to at least reach out and get the help that you know patients seek or need, and that's step number one.
0: So, talking about the sleep, you know, yesterday I had a I had a patient who he's unable to sleep at Mm night time. So the doctors he goes to the doctors, they give him all sorts of rusakat all sorts Mm -hmm. of you Mm -hmm. know anti anxiety medication. Uh, And then once you start taking there's a severe reaction to Mm -hmm. them too. So what would you what would you advise? I advise that try to stay away from those medications. If you cannot sleep do something
1: Yeah, I think we try to do conservative measures first for sleep. Yep, so kind of what we talked about, the Hmm. routine, um, something that is unharmful to patients in the correct dosage could be melatonin as well. But I think, you know, if conservative measures aren't working, then it's okay to start a medication just to be aware of maybe the some side effects. But even at that point, like I said, close follow-up with your doctor. If you're started on a new medication of any kind, kind. coming back to see them in three to four weeks just to check in, is it working, is it not... Anything else I think is really important. Do you
0: advise melatonin?
1: I do. You do? I think as long as it's an appropriate dosage, obviously patients should speak to their doctors about it. But I've seen good um, results with the use of melatonin as well. Okay. So
0: it's always better better to first conservate your treatment with what you can do to let you fall asleep.
1: Yeah, and, and then if, if you need a medication, then your doctor should be able to should be able to, to prescribe write. something that's yeah. appropriate for the patient. I have a lot who come and say, my friends on this, my friends on uh, yeah, that. Yeah. You know, my mom's my on friends this. Are there, yeah, so can but can I do it? Exactly, write. which yeah. we can talk about. But it's yeah. again, it's for this person specifically. Right. But to start, being conservative,
0: like those herbs tea. That yeah. To uh, herbs tea. Yeah, chamomile yeah so basically always stick with the conservative side of treatment for anything right whether it is anxiety whether it is depression try to solve the issue and before you decide to go on the medications right
1: yeah, uh, I, or you can do both in conjunction. You can start with conservative and start a medication. And it all both. depends on the yeah. patient's history and where their comfort levels are.
0: So, what is your last minute advice to yeah, our viewers? Yeah, I just <laughs> want to
1: tell our viewers that you know, mental health is really important, but, and as we become more aware of it within ourselves and the people we see around us, it's just important to reach out and you know, to your doctor, to a friend if you're dealing with anyone, um, and just you know, just being aware of yourself. There's help out there for you however you need it. Exactly. So
0: i like to thank our viewers today for watching me on the health <laughs> talk. And the topic is mental health awareness in men, in uh, adults, yep. any age. With my guest speaker, Dr. Nabila Khan. <laughs> and I'd like to thank our producer. And i like to thank everybody for joining my show today and until i see you have a very safe and a wonderful spring and summer of course it is summer now no spring anymore (laughs) thank you very much thank you